0: Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Thank you, guys. Um, you guys can have a seat. Uh, we're going to get right into our lessons. So. As, they're, uh, as, they're set, as the van's coming down, and as you guys are finding a seat, and we're getting our lights on, I want to encourage you. Uh, some of you, I know, brought your Bibles, and that's, that's awesome. Uh, maybe some of you didn't. If you are not real quick in flipping pages in your Bible, you know, finding places in your Bible, I would encourage you, if you have the Bible app on your phone, or if you want to download the Bible app on your phone, we're going to be kind of at a, almost a neck-breaking pace um, flipping through the Bible tonight um, because we're in this series called Are We There Yet? We're talking about things the Bible says are going to be happening. Uh, and I want to start off by asking you a question. Have you ever heard this phrase before? Somebody tell you this phrase before? This is the phrase, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Um, you would be surprised. I, I, I'm, sometimes I make a mistake and I Google image search things. You know, and, and you never know what you're going to get when you Google image search things. Apparently, this is one of the top 10. I'm not kidding. One of the top 10 tattoo-like concepts in the United States is for people to get a tattoo on their body saying, only God can judge me. I mean, I can think of a lot better things to put on my body than that. Um, so, you know, maybe like the Sylvester Stallone screaming eagle. No, never mind. We better not talk about tattoos. But, yeah, um, you've maybe, you've, how many of you have heard this phrase? You've said this phrase. Somebody has, you've heard somebody say this phrase. Only God can judge me. Um, I was looking into the origin of this saying because I hear it a lot. Um, it was actually, you know, don't, yeah, you know, this is not, this is, it's, it's a recording artist that is. Very much conformed to the world um, is you know, not somebody you want to listen to. Um, but there is there is there's a rap artist um, who liked to be California dreaming, who um, recorded a song in 1999, and this was the title of that song. Um, he's no longer alive now, so you probably don't want to follow the way that he lived because he got shot. Um, but but he, he wrote this song called Only God Can Judge Me. And ever since, people, are, people say that, and they say that when they're doing something that's, you know, to be honest, it's a pretty stupid thing to do. And people are like, seriously, you're doing that? And they're like, only God can judge me. You know what I mean? That, that's how we use that phrase. today, only God, hey, yeah, Evan, just stop. Just stop. I'm going to do what I want to do, and only God can judge me. Okay, nobody's ever really thought about the fact that that's kind of a scary concept, right? That the almighty creator of the universe can judge you. Um, but tonight, we're going to talk about something that's, that's, that's kind of a difficult thing to talk about. So before we jump into that, I want to show you our fancy dancy prophecy chart that we're going to kind of review each week. Remember, we're on a road trip through the future. And last week, here's where we were. Jackson, I hope I don't break your guitar. Um, last week, here is where we were. Remember, we talked about the rapture. The next thing that's going to happen on God's calendar is for us, meaning people who believe in Jesus, to be raptured up into heaven. So that's where we were last week. Tonight, we're going to this section. We, have, we as Christians have been raptured up to heaven, and when that happens, this new, next era of history begins, and it's the era of judgment. Um, it's the era of God's wrath. So, you know, you know God, God is a, a a judging God. God is a wrathful God. Now that you feel positive, and encouraged, let's go eat pizza, pe- eat, eat you know cake and, and chips and whatever, right? If you you feel you feel encouraged coming to to hear that the wrath of God is burning against mankind, does that does that encourage you? Probably not, right? Um, so we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about there are three judgments that are going to be coming after we are raptured, after we go to heaven. The first one is the judgment seat of Christ. That's for Christians. The next one is the tribulation. That's for the world. And then the final one is um, the great white throne judgment. That's for unbelievers. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. But now, now that you've heard about all these judgments and you've thought about all these judgments, um, you're probably thinking, man, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. You know, I like the God of love, you know, I like to sing, you know, how he loves us, and there's a million songs about God's love, but we don't usually congregate in church and sing, you know, he has wrath, oh how he's judgmental, right, we don't sing that, why is it, it's because it really doesn't fit in our concept of God, so the question I want to ask you is, if you were to find out by reading the Bible that God, he is fully loving, but he's also a just judge, what would you do with that? Um, maybe to better, better illustrate this question, I think April went downstairs to help get ready for the party maybe, but um, if, if, if someone were to come up to me and tell me, because this actually happened when I was dating April, say, Matt, I saw your girlfriend and she was with a, another dude. What, what, would, what would my reaction be to that? You guys, if if a guy, guys, if a if, if if your buddy came up to you and said, yeah, you know, George, hate to tell you this, but I saw Sally with another guy. <laughs> what would you do? Well, there there are a couple options. Um, the first option, and this is the first option I had, is to get really upset really quick, and to get mad at the and to get mad and I I could have got mad at April. And when people hear about a God who is a just God and a God who has wrath, um, some people's first reaction is to say, you know what? Forget God. If He's not loving, I don't want to have any part of Him. If that is is God, forget it. I'm done. I'm leaving my faith. There's another reaction. Matt, I saw your girlfriend with another dude. I could pretend like It never happened. I could have said, like, no, no, it wasn't her. And he's like, it was definitely her. No, it wasn't her. And, you know, next time April and I would get together, I just wouldn't even talk about it. I would act like it never happened. And I would totally ignore it. And that might work out okay for a little bit of time, but, you know, it would always be in the back of my head. I wonder what she was doing when she was with with that other guy. And some of us do that with God. We're like, you know what, if God doesn't, you know, you know, people tell me that, 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 that God one day is going to judge the world. I don't like that part of God. So I'm just going to pretend like that doesn't exist. But in the back of your mind, that's always going to be there. And at some point, you're going to have to come face to face with what God has revealed about himself. Third option. Matt, saw your girlfriend with another dude. I could look into it and find out what was going on. And uh, so I asked the guy, I asked my friend, I said, well, do you know who the guy was? He said, no, but he was like kind of skinny, short, kind of had salt and pepper hair. I was like, okay, did he have a beard? Yeah. Were they in a truck? Yeah. Was it a 2001 GMC Sierra with a, a Duramax diesel engine? he was a car guy my friend was he's like yeah I was like dude that's her dad (laughs) okay so so yeah what if I would have gone off on one of those two previous options first off I would have never known the truth and secondly my relationship with her would have been permanently damaged because of something that I should have just found out what the truth is when we hear about a god who is a you know, we hear about him being loving, but then when we read about judgment, we think, man, is, is the God that I know different than the God of the Bible? So what I want to ask you to do is to not get mad at God. What I want to ask you to do is to not pretend like this part of God's nature doesn't exist. But to dig into the truth and understand why God judges the world. So if you have your Bible... We have got to find a starting point. We're going to be talking about you know we're we're going to be talking about these three judgments after we're raptured, and this is the question we're going to be asking ourselves because you're going to meet God at one of these three places. The question is, what will you say when you meet God? So, if you have your Bible, here we go. You ready? Open up to Romans chapter 14. See, I, I've, so I, I have these verses, so I put these little tabs in my Bible so that I could quickly like flip open to to, to the passages that I needed to flip to. And the first one is Romans chapter 14. And, and, and this, is what it, this is what it reads. Romans 14, verse 10. The, the verses are on the screens. And I'm going to explain this picture too. Um, the verses are on the screens. It says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. For it is written, surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow, every tongue will acknowledge that Christ is Lord or that you know, it will acknowledge God. This book of Romans was written to Christians, so when it says that we all must stand before God, it's talking to Christians. The first thing we learn is, one day, every Christian is going to stand before God. Flip over to 1 Corinthians. These verses are on the screens, too, by the way. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to learn more about this judgment that God is going to have with Christians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, um, verse 10, it says, by the grace God's given to me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay, on, lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and that fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet be saved, even though only as one escaping the flames. So what we learn is Christians are going to be judged by God based on what they have done for God. It compares two things. By the way, I've already decided, two-part lesson tonight, part A is going to be tonight, part B is going to be next week. There's no way we're going to be able to cover all this, okay? Um, So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about specifically God's judgment towards Christians. Next week, we're going to talk about God's judgment towards um, the unsaved. So every Christian is going to be judged based upon their works, based upon what they did for God. Look at the the contrast. It says that you can either build up, build your foundation, um, build your life on two things. First, you can build your life on Jesus, probably a pretty good way to build your life, or it says... You could build your foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw. I'm a little bit of a pyro. Any of y'all like a pyro? Any, anybody else here like, who here likes to burn things? You can be honest here. You can be honest here. I guarantee, David, you have to like to burn things. I know your hand's not up, but I, I know you have to like to set things on fire. Um, what, this, uh, what, what this verse is saying is that one of these days, all, everything you've ever done, everything you've ever accomplished is going to go through the fire. You put wood through the fire, what's it going to do? It's going to burn. You put hay in the fire, what's it going to do? It's going to burn real quick. You put straw in the fire, what's it going to do? It's going to burn. All you, know, all you, all you girls in your, you know, your, your Thanksgiving and, and, and Halloween decorations, you know, all that straw you know, goes up. But everything we've ever done is going to go, but what is done for Christ will last. So, God's going to judge. Did you build on my foundation or did you build on a worldly foundation? The final thing um, that we learn about this judgment this judgment is called the judgment seat of Christ. The final thing that we learn is we get rewards. That's pretty cool. We get rewards. Read in uh, 1 Corinthians. We're still in 1 Corinthians. Go to chapter 9. Go to chapter 9, verse 24. Who here runs? Cross country, track, any, any kind of, you, you run competitively in school. Some of you guys do. How many of y'all like to run? How many of y'all could find 50,000 things to do before running? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, for those of you that have ever run before, maybe you'll understand this. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run but only one gets the prize. That was never me, by the way. Like, I was never the one that got the prize, you know. I was always the one that was like, <laughs> you know, Mr. Asthmatic right here. You know, um, But um, only one gets the prize. Then he says, run in such a way to get the prize. This is the verse on the screen right here. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. You don't just wake up and decide to run track, do you? you got to run a lot after school. I see some of you guys running from Barbersville Middle School to Barbersville. To, uh, to the park, and you don't look like you're having much fun, Yeah, um, nobody, they go into strict training, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever, so what it's saying is, you know, yeah, you run it, you run track, you know, you win, you know, you get a medal, you know, you get, you get a reward, and what happens to that reward? It sits on your dresser, and my parents, if you go to my house right now and knock on the door and explain that you're from the youth group and you need to see something of mine, my mom would probably let you in and give you some cookies. Um, and if, if you ask, she would take you to what we call the bomb shelter. Um, it's this, like, down, we, we had this, like, ranch house. It's this downstairs closet, um, and there's this box. And on it, it's, you know, in my mom's handwriting, it says, Matt's special box. <laughs> And the box contains my mom's, like, shrine to me or whatever. But um, inside that box, you see a lot of awards for first-team All-State soccer. Um, you see awards I got actually here in church, like the Awana. My, you know, back when we had Awana, I had Awana awards. Um, you, you know, she saved she say my college, or my... my uh, the, the jock strap I wore in high school that my team signed. Uh, a lot of weird stuff, like my, in my mom's shrine. Maybe I shouldn't mention that, but my mom's shrine. To, um, to, but it's that special box. You know how long it's been since I've, been, I've looked into that special box? It's, well, it's been longer than that. April and I have been married for eight years now. And the last time I looked at it was when my mom was trying to pawn it off on me. And I said, sorry, mom, we don't have any room, so it's still in her, her basement doesn't matter anymore what he's saying is the, the the prizes you get for sports and for music and theater and all this stuff it's great to do but just know that it's not going to last but he says we do it to get a crown that will last forever so you, one day you're going to stand before god he's going to judge you based on the work that you did for him and the reward you get based on the work that you do for him is a crown, you may have a big, big wolf, I can get one of those Burger King, you know, the Burger King crowns, well, this is a different kind of crown, this, cr- the word for crown here is the word Stephanos, and it doesn't mean like a kingly, like crown with jewels and rubies in it, it has to do with, you, you have to see this, well, yeah, okay, you, you have this picture here of this guy, and I had to, I'm just going to leave it at this, but I had to crop the picture, um, <laughs> because Greek athletes weren't really into uniforms, Okay, um, so but when Greek athletes—this is a statue of a Greek athlete—they would win a prod, they would win a race, they would win one of the games. They would get—you can see it up there, kind of in the statue. It's—it's it's a crown and it's a wreath, and it's—it's it's like a, you know, it looks like kind of what you girls use on, on on snap the filter on Snapchat, you know, that you do that makes you look prettier than you really are, you know, with the you know. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right, with the, with, with the, 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 the flowers and the, the stuff on it. You know, it, it. Think about it as that. Now you, every time you look at it, see, you know, every time you use that filter, you're going to think, oh, I'm going to get a prize from God, and it's going to look like a Snapchat filter. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot more beautiful than that. But it has it, 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 it's a prize. It's not a royal crown. Um, you see a lot in prophecy about different people that are wearing different crowns. It's always this word Stephanos, the only person who is said to be wearing a Royal crown, a diadem, is Jesus. So when you hear that you're going to get crowns, you're, it's not a royal crown. It's a reward. It's a reward, and the Bible gives us five different crowns that we can receive as Christians, and that God can give us as Christians that we can work towards. And I just, I just wrote them out here, um, and I've got. By the way, if you have, if you have a phone um, later, get on the, download the Refuel app refuel students, and um, you're going to see script, and if you get on there, you can see the notes from tonight, you're going to see the scripture and, and, and everything behind these, but you see um, the first one, is an imperishable crown, um, that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 25 that we just read, and it's a crown given for endurance and self-discipline, There're be there are going um, to be a lot of little old ladies who never went on a mission trip, who never did anything super spectacular for God, but they read their Bible every day, and they prayed for people every day, and they were given this crown. There's the crown of rejoicing, and that's given for reaching out to others and teaching them to follow Christ. Um, can I tell you, you know, one of the, one of the people that, you, that, that I truly believe is going to get this crown of rejoicing is going to be our friend Wyatt tonight. Because one thing I know about Wyatt is Wyatt has reached out to a lot of people. And Wyatt has taught a lot of people how to follow Jesus. He's not building on wood, hay, and stubble. He's building on a foundation of Christ. Are you going to get this crown? The crown of righteousness, um, that's um, for keeping faith in dark times and looking forward to Jesus' appearance. You know, have you ever been through a test in your faith, but you've held on to your faith and you've not let go of your hope in Jesus? You're going to be rewarded for that. Um, the crown of life is for people who endure spiritual warfare. Every day when, when you wake up, Satan says, game on. He tries to get you to stop glorifying God. When you endure that, you receive the crown of life. And finally, um, there's a crown of glory. You find that in Peter, First uh, Peter. And it's, it's for being a good shepherd of God's people. It's, it's for elders and for pastors. And um, it, it's, that's not an easy job. You know Wyatt's looking into this, and it's not an easy job. We don't do it for the earthly benefits. We do it for the rewards. What's going to happen when you get these crowns? You're going to walk around heaven like, oh, I've got all five crowns, like, Oh wow, Gabe! I see you only have two crowns. Oh man, you know, uh, you know Oh man, you know, you, know, you know, Benjamin, man, you only you only got three crowns. Man, I I, I guess you should have worked on that whole crown of life thing. I guess you should have worked that spiritual warfare thing a little harder. We're gonna end here. Turn to Revelation chapter four, and I want to show you what we do with our crowns. Turn to Revelation chapter four, and then we're gonna end this, and I'm gonna ask you a question, and then we're gonna pray over why. John was given a glimpse into what it looks like after we get done with the judgment seat of Christ and we're in heaven worshiping God while the tribulation is going on earth. Look at what starts happening. Let's start at at verse 6. It says, in front of the throne there was, this is the throne of God, what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal, and in the center of the throne were four living creatures. They were covered with eyes in front and back. Man, that's, that's... Scary sounding. The first living creature looked like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of these four creatures had six wings, was covered with eyes even under its wings. Day and night they never stopped singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. These terribly, like almost scary, fearsome creatures are worshiping God. And when they get done saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, look what happens with us. Look what we do. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and they say, you are worthy, our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they are created and have their being. You see the cycle of worship that goes on. First, these terribly, like, Imposing creatures worship God. And then we, everyone who's received rewards, we take those, we don't boast on we take them off our heads. We bow down. We lay them at Christ's feet. And we say, you are worthy. These rewards allow us to better worship God in heaven. They allow us to better worship God in heaven. So I want to bring Wyatt up to the front. We're going to pray for Wyatt tonight. Um, and what I want to remind you of is that it was only a couple years ago, Um, it was only a couple years ago, Wyatt was sitting where you were sitting. Um, I think Wyatt started coming here his senior year, um, and a bunch of his friends he went to youth group with are in the back here. Um, Wyatt started coming his senior year, and uh, I never knew that when crazy Wyatt McCabe walked into my youth group. Um, that I would have developed a really, really, really close friend who's like 10 years younger than me. Um, I've seen Wyatt grow into maturity. And a lot of people ask, what is maturity like? Well, Wyatt's not perfect. Um, But if you want to see what maturity is, look at Wyatt. Um, Wyatt is never too mature to reach down to people younger than him. Wyatt is mature enough to Carry on conversations with older people. Um, Wyatt loves the Bible. Um, we're going to be launching Wyatt tonight. Um, I always get a little, yeah, everybody's telling me this is going to be a sad night. Um, and I'm going to miss Wyatt. Um, but I'm excited because Wyatt is doing what God wants him to do. And Wyatt has said yes to something that is, a lot of people would say no to. And I want you guys and girls to see this because God, I believe that God is calling some of you to this too. I believe that in a year, in two years, in three years, some of you will be standing right here and we're going to be commissioning you to go somewhere else too. Um, I can't say enough good things about why, and I don't want to take the honor and the glory away from God. Um, but I just want you guys to know um, that we're as a youth group, as a church, We're incredibly proud of Wyatt. Uh, For the past two, it's been two and a half years, Wyatt has been my assistant here in youth group. Um, And we've we've worked, we've laughed a lot together. Um, We've gotten into some very difficult situations together. Um, I can think of nobody I'd rather serve the Lord with more than Wyatt. Um, So we're going to pray for Wyatt. He leaves early tomorrow morning. I think 4 a.m., right? Something like that. At 4 a.m. So we want to be praying for Wyatt as he... Uh, travels that um, he'll be safe we want to pray for Wyatt's family as uh as they're going to be um missing him uh, that God gives them comfort Uh, we want to pray that God just opens Wyatt's eyes to all the work that he would have him to do in the Dominican Republic and he's coming back okay he's coming back eight months and he's coming back and he's going to be in for Thanksgiving right Christmas um so we're going to see Wyatt, I may even be able to wrangle him to come teach like when he comes in like on Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. Um, we're not losing Wyatt, we're launching Wyatt. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to send people out and that's what we're doing tonight. So we're going to pray for Wyatt and we're going to go downstairs and have a big party. Um, so let's um, everybody gather around Wyatt. You guys have been waiting for this, I know. I can see you on the edge of your seat. We're gonna gather around Wyatt and pray for Wyatt. Don't don't hurt Wyatt. Don't don't hurt Wyatt. Oh my goodness! I think Wyatt's run out of skin to touch. So, So. So let's 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 pray, um, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, who has spoken to Wyatt through your through your Word, through the Bible, and um, He's confirmed it in Wyatt's heart that this is what you want him to do. Um, God, following you is certainly not easy, um, but it's it's worth it. Um, God, I pray that that Wyatt will serve you with all his heart, um, that he won't rack up rewards and. And things here on this earth—wood, hay, and stubble—but God, when He when He arrives in your presence, and, and He judges and you judge Him, that that you will find, um, you you will find many good works to judge Him for. Um, God, I pray for for Wyatt that you'll give him strength. Um, There're gonna be times when he's he's worn out and he's tired and, and gets homesick. Um, God, I pray that your presence in his life will be what what gets him through. Um, God, I pray that as he as he, as he settles in. Um, God, that you'll surround him with people who will pour into him. Um, God, I pray for the, the Dominicans that he's going to get to work with, that he's going to get to teach, that he's going to get to encourage, uh, for the teens that he's going to lead in their youth group. Uh, God, that you'll give him the right words to say when he teaches, the right things to pray for when he prays. Um, God, I pray that even when Um, It's a a difficult time that he'll know that um, he has a lot of people back here praying for him and a lot of people back here who love him and a lot of people back here who are incredibly proud of who he is and how he's following you. Uh, So, God, I pray that your hand will be on him. Um, I pray that you will go with him, and I pray that you will show him incredible things as we launch him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.